It's Monday, January 8th, and you're listening to Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. Good morning, Happy New Year, and welcome to 2024. I'm your host, Gabriel Hilti, and this is Morning Mixtape News, back for the new year. These are the top stories today. In Toronto, the budget chief says a substantial property tax increase is coming. This as the city battles with a deficit and starts its budget process. In Ontario, a woman is found dead after police did not respond to a domestic disturbance call. And in the U.S., young voters aren't happy with the likely Biden-Trump election rematch. Funding for Israel and slow movement on climate are key issues. Then, Samina joins with a book recommendation in Turn the Page, and after, sports plus the weather round off the show. Let's look at the headlines. Toronto's budget chief is warning of a, quote, substantial, quote, property tax increase up ahead. CBC News reports it will be part of the city's new budget and comes as Toronto continues to deal with a billion-dollar deficit from the COVID-19 pandemic. Councillor Shelley Carroll says the tax will go up to tackle that structural deficit. Quote, I'll go so far as to say it will be substantial because we really have reached a point where if we're having to solve our own problems, it means a substantial increase. Quote, Carol was appointed budget chief by Mayor Olivia Chow in 2023. She has not given a specific figure for the increase, but says affordability is a key concern at the moment. Carol says part of her job as the budget officer will be changing practices from previous years that altered the city's financial picture. The plan is to include pandemic-related costs into the budget. Previously, these were submitted as requests for reimbursement to other levels of government. Toronto's budget consultations officially start this week. City staff will outline proposed operating and capital spending, and the month-and-a-half-long process also includes a series of public consultations at City Hall and other civic centres across Toronto. Council will then vote on the ultimate budget package presented by the Mayor on February 14th. Experts like politics professor Meyer Simiadiki from Toronto Metropolitan University say Mayor Chow's first budget will be a delicate balance. The City of Toronto, by law, has to have a balanced budget. In Ontario, a woman in Thunder Bay was found dead after police did not respond to a 911 domestic disturbance call. Global News reports that the province's police watchdog says it's now looking into the case. The victim's family identified her to Global as 21-year-old First Nations woman Jenna Ostberg. A release from the Special Investigations Unit, SIU, said Thunder Bay Police received a 911 call about a domestic disturbance at a residence around 2 a.m. on December 30, 2023. Officers did not go to the house after the initial call. They also did not respond after a second 911 call to, quote, cancel, quote, the first call. The SIU says police eventually responded after a third call, saying a woman was dead, which is when they found the victim in the house. Ostberg's parents said to Global News that police told them their daughter died, quote, with plastic around her neck, quote, and they believed it was a suicide. The parents said the comments were made while they are still waiting for autopsy results. As the SIU starts its investigation, Thunder Bay police have not made public comment on the case. Osberg's family say they are receiving support from First Nations groups in the region. 
They describe and remember their daughter as a girl who is very artistic. She enjoyed painting, singing in Cree, and also styling different looks on social media platforms. Her parents, Vincent Osberg and Melanie Beardy, now wait for the investigation's process to run its course, along with preparing a funeral service. Her father said, quote, What needs to be made clear is that there has to be an end to institutional racism, quote. On social media, he criticized the lack of police response and sensitivity around Indigenous women and girls. Data from Statistics Canada shows that Indigenous women have an overrepresentation in the population of missing women in Canada as well as in the homicide victims in Canada. In the U.S., young voters are bailing on Biden and reluctant of the likely rematch with Trump in the November election. The Guardian and others report that the administration's stance on Israel and slow action in climate are key issues. Elise Joshi is an executive director at the nonprofit Gen Z for Change. In 2020, she campaigned for Biden, motivated by the climate crisis. Ahead of November's election, she now feels disillusioned. Joshi said, quote, My generation is appalled. There's a lot of people who are not willing to put their votes towards this administration as a result of their actions in Gaza. Quote, the data shows that Joshi isn't alone, with youth support for Biden dropping. A November poll by NBC News showed Biden in close competition with former President Trump with voters ages 18 to 34. The numbers in the poll are a stark drop from the support in the 2020 election. There, Biden carried young voters by more than 20 points. The NBC poll has a margin of error of plus or minus 3.1 percentage points. NBC News also reports a larger disengagement from conversations with young voters. Some are looking at any other candidates than a likely Trump or Biden. Others are contemplating whether to vote at all. Organizers like Joshi say that they want young people to vote in November. They also want to make the administration aware of where the young vote is currently headed. Switching from the headlines to our daily segment, here's Samina with a book recommendation in Turn the Page. Hello listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week I'm going to make a book recommendation and I hope it gets you turning the pages. Happy New Year. Are you ready to embark in 2024? Are you making resolutions? Are you thinking about the end of your year and the changes you'll make in this one? Are you thinking about the events of 2023? One of the things we are all searching for, the thing that helps us get through the day, is connections. People have a lasting impact on our lives. The title of the book is Stay True. The author is Hua Shu. Hua is a second-generation Taiwanese-American. He earned his Ph.D. in History of the American Civilization from Harvard in 2008, where he studied Asian-American literature. He was a tenured associate English professor at Vassar College until 2022, when he became a professor of English at Bard College. Since 2017, Hua has been a staff writer for The New Yorker. He has also written for The Atlantic, Slate, and The Wire. Stay True has been well-received. The New York Times and The Washington Post named it one of its 10 best books of 2022. That year, it also won the National Books Critics Circle Award for Autobiography. In 2023, it won the Pulitzer Prize for Memoir or Autobiography. Hua says, I wrote this out of a sense of responsibility for our past. 
In the mid-90s, Hua was a student at the University of California, Berkeley, and a completely different person. A young college student, he rejected everything he considered mainstream. He would stay at home on Friday nights and read or listen to music. He didn't believe other people had much to offer him intellectually. He would sit and silently judge people. Things changed when he met Ken. Ken lived in the dorm above Hua and enjoyed mainstream interests, including the Dave Matthews Band. Ken was Japanese-American. His family had lived in the States for generations. As Hua opened up more to the people around him, he and Ken started to converse. The two were very different, but formed a close friendship. The friendship ended three years later, in 1998, when Ken was killed in a carjacking. Hua became haunted by Ken's death and unable to make sense of it. Ken's story never finished. This book is part coming-of-age story, part friendship, and part loss and identity. Hua saw Ken as somebody who had assimilated, something that he was struggling to do. Stay True is a beautifully written and vulnerable book. I hope you give it a read. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. Thank you for listening. Happy reading and Happy New Year. Thank you, Samina. And now it's time for a quick sports update. The Toronto Raptors are playing tomorrow against the Los Angeles Lakers at 10.30 p.m. The future of their star player, Pascal Siakam, is still unsure ahead of the trade deadline in early February. Looking at the weather for today, it's still mostly cloudy with a high of three and a low of zero degrees. No snow or rain today, with that expected for the rest of the week. That's everything for today, though. Thanks for listening to Morning Mixtape News in 2024 with today's top headlines and stories in just 10 minutes. For Met Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm your host, Gabriel Hilti. We'll be back tomorrow.